Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs on a Friday that you want to hear about because this is coming as the Chiefs are ready to open training camp, at least for a few of them. We're going to talk about rookies, quarterbacks. They're coming in, what they're going to get doing. We have a little bit of news about the NFL and what it's going to be doing. We'll get to that later in the show, but welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Football's here. Welcome back. It is, man, it is finally here. I don't know what else to say other than it is finally here because training camp is upon us. By the time you're listening to this, or at least close, the Chiefs will be starting to report uh, within 24 hours of this coming out. So it is exciting. Uh, we're basically back at the start of football season again, almost. I can't believe it, but I'm, I am so ready. I can't, I haven't been this excited just to get through the off season in probably five years. Like I, it just took too long. And, uh, by the time you guys listen to this, the players are going to start reporting on Friday. They will be on the field for their first walkthrough on Saturday. You're going to start seeing pictures of guys in uniforms running around, getting ready for this season, and we are pretty excited about it. There's be, two groups. I was going to say, to be clear, it's the QBs and the rookies. I just want to make sure that's out there. It's right. not the entire team. They will be there the next week. So uh, QBs and rookies are going to be there. Um, this is going to be the time that Mahomes is going to get more time with Creed Humphrey, so that'll be helpful as well. Right, and that, and I was just going to break it down. Like We'll start here on the offensive side with Patrick and the QBs and, and the offensive rookies, and then next segment we'll talk about the defenders. But I think you nailed it. That is like the key thing that has to happen is just you got a, a month or so off. They had plenty of reps while they were in OTAs and, and mandatory minicamp. But just now, like after having a month for all that to sink in for Creed, for – Patrick to come up with a few more wrinkles of things that he wants to do. Uh, we've seen him training. We know he's physically in shape, but this comes down to... Get back on the foot is the key to me. That's really what it comes down to for me because, yeah, he was practicing during OTAs and they didn't expect him to, so he was ahead of schedule, but he still wasn't where you'd want him to be. And he's going to be closer to being there right now. Yeah. And and that said, like he can do full drops is my guess. Mm-hmm. Like Especially looking at him run around those circles and at Bobby's place and that kind of thing. Yeah, right? I mean, so this is key. From the get-go, the quarterbacks and rookies get an extra week because of those kind of things, and this is really going to pay off and be important for what happens throughout this entire season. So Creed Humphrey, we talked about him earlier in the week as one of the keystones that's really going to help this team have a successful season. That starts within 24 hours now of he and Patrick getting more and more reps together so that come week one, they're set to go. Yeah, and you would expect that they're going to be doing the small things and they're going to be working on all the small things, especially because you know when you're going to get all this extra free time with that specific set of players, this is when you want to take advantage of it the most because you don't want to bog down the entire team with it. It's still important, obviously, but you want to get this, get it all down right now. Work on the shotgun snaps, work on under center snaps, work on anything that you think you're going to need to and get it taken care of. Yeah. And and he's not the only one on the offensive line. Trey Smith's going to be there early as well. So we've talked a lot about what Trey has in front of him in terms of getting reps uh, with LDT, with possibly Lyle, Kyle Long coming back the week after. So, again, an, a chance to be focused on from the coaching staff, from Andy Heck. He's going to give him and create a lot of attention right now. 
get them ready for what that battle's going to be. And I know that we feel like Creed has that position well in hand, maybe not locked down. I, I do think there's a possibility Blythe could catch him back up. Maybe they took it super easy on Blythe during OTAs. We don't know. But I think Creed is well out front of that one, whereas Trey, this could be very valuable couple of days for him. Yeah, no, it definitely could be. You're looking at a situation where you know he's coming in. He hasn't played in this system. Obviously, neither is Humphrey, but uh, this is going to be valuable reps for him because he is going to be the one that's going to be under the coach's scrutiny for the first week at least just because he is one of the few that are there that I can actually practice right now. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> what it comes down to is getting those times when you don't have to fight off other people. You don't have to like try to get things in amongst the rest of the of the reps. It, it becomes critical. Now, I, those are two guys on the offensive line. I just got to say this really quick. I'm sitting here looking at the roster. The Chiefs literally have just two offensive linemen that are rookies. Yeah. <laughs> Creed on free and Trey Smith. So don't know what else you're going to do, guys, but there you go. Do not practice quarterback sneaks. I don't want to see it. I don't care. <clears throat> do not do it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah. No, I, I'm just sitting here amazed that, that they only have two rookies that are offensive linemen. Right. So there's only going to be two offensive linemen there for the entire first week. So, Well, technically, the draft class from last year can report. Um, Niang will be there as well, as I understand. Okay. There you go. So then you can at least work from the center to the right-hand side, you know, get all those guys some reps together. I, I could see that being the eventual lineup, maybe not in 2021, yeah. but 22 and beyond, it certainly could be. Wyatt Miller can be there. Prince Wananawago, <laughs> sorry, however you pronounce his name. Tegawanago. There you go. Uh, and Daryl Williams can be there as well if, if first-year guys can be there. It, it should be interesting. I, I want to see how they move and see what they're doing. We won't get a, a great look at first. Um, but the beat reporters will be there soon thereafter. So I'll that's really, the- I was just going to say, I'd be really interested, and I know we're going to talk about them next, and this will transition us there. I'll be really interested to see if Willie Gay shows up. Yeah. I, I think that he may be able to, but I'm not sure what the rep counts are. Right. Um, but on the offensive side, there's still two pass catchers that are going to be there, very focused on in Cornell Powell in, in a battle with, the two guys that I think have four or three and four locked down in Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle. Can he force his way in there? Can these extra couple days help him there? That may be true. And I think the guy that is really the biggest question to Mark, but I feel like the team has a lot of invested in is Noah Gray. How do they use him? Have they come up? Has Andy been brainstorming the last four weeks, five weeks? What else can he do with this kid? Like that's what I'm really interested to see. Yeah, no, and that's going to be very important to see what they're going to be able to do with Gray. Having him being able to be there, get some more time with Mahomes and on the offense and you know getting all the reps there, I think that's going to be very beneficial to him as well. Did you know Bill Barr has very many delicious flavors? There you go. Which one's that? I can't read it. This is the double chocolate. The double chocolate. Okay, well, there you go. They have nine different flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, as Ryan is showing you right there. Salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream and German chocolate. My favorite flavor is one of their uh, other flavors, the coconut brownie chunk uh, that was a limited time flavor. If you haven't tried it and you still can, you need to go try it. It is absolutely delicious. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, 
only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go order today and get raspberry or as Ryan is showing you the double chocolate. Look at that just sitting there. It looks delicious. Bill Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Yeah, I want to see you eat that with the wrapper on. <laughs> Go to built.com, which is a new website, built.com, and use promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Nice. Um, if I had any lunch, I probably might have opened that. I'll have to do that. Nobody wants to see me eat on camera, though, so we're not going to go there. But <laughs> That's true. Eating is something that we have to get this defense to do, and we have to see some improvements. I know there's a lot of hubbub right now. Um, the pass rush I've been talking about on RGR like all week is the pass rush has been all, all over my mind. But when it comes down to this rookie group, obviously Josh Kano is brought in to maybe become something. I don't know that I have high expectations for him off the bat. I know that you don't necessarily think that he's going to be a 53 guy. But he is, I'll give him this, a guy that has the length and the capacity if he's made a jump in the last few weeks at least mentally understanding how to approach the things that Spags and Brendan Daly want him to do. I mean, he's in a battle, I think, with Damone Harris, with Tim Ward. The three of them, I would think, are probably battling it out to do something where they're, if not on the 53, the guy that might get called up from the practice squad. Um, I think it, it's interesting. I did it again. I'm trying to drop that word thanks to uh, a friend of the show who gave me a hint that I use it way too much, and he's absolutely right. Um I think it's really critical to see, can he make a leap? Can he get into what is a true competition? From what we heard about OTAs, it wasn't, wasn't terribly close. He was in amongst that group. But can he find a way to step out and give them another young defender that they can rotate? And it'd be great if, they, if he could step in and he could actually help uh, you know, produce on the defensive line and give them more of a presence. Uh, when it comes to the stacks at the defensive end position, that would be fantastic. You're right. I don't know that he is going to be a 53 guy this year. Uh, it's possible. I just don't know that I am going to see it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. The big question is, and I think his thing that we don't know that we're still waiting on, if Frank Clark isn't here, maybe it's possible that Kando is. Mm-hmm. If Frank Clark isn't here, or then maybe Kando is here. And if Frank Clark is here, I would think that it's going to be very hard for him to make it because with Alex Okafor coming back, it's going to be you know another rung down. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be room because Alex Okafor is productive when he's on the field. I actually ran all the stats this week. Um, and beyond Taco, he's right up there with Chris Jones in terms of how much pressure he produces per snap. That's up there. The problem is, again, the availability and the amount of snaps that he gets. Same thing with Taco. We might see if things don't work out and they aren't both magically able to withstand an entire season, they may account for what is you know, half of a guy when it comes to total snaps at the end of the season. And then maybe there is room for somebody like Josh Kano to get in there, maybe late second half of the year, and actually get some action on the field, kind of like we've seen with some other rookies going along in the last couple of seasons. But clearly one guy that might be able to jump that gun completely is Nick Bolton. And like you said earlier, Willie Gay may be able to be at these practices as well. He did play a a good amount of snaps last season, but I think that they'll still let them in if I understand the rules correctly. And to get those two practicing, even just for four or five days together, is a preparation again for the future and certainly towards the end of the season or whenever Anthony Hitchens has to miss a game because I have to think there's going to be one or two of those. 
Yeah, you'd have to think that there's going to be times where both of those guys are going to be on the field together and Hitchens is going to be out, even if it's before Hitchens gets injured, uh, mainly because of the speed that they both bring and their ability to play linebacker. So it would be great for both of them to be able to get some time together this this weekend uh, before everybody shows up and, you know, to get some time to acclimate next to each other. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting group. Um, I think what you saw from the last couple of, of little – bits of media pieces that the Chiefs um, social media has put out. I think you see a slimmed down Ben Neiman as well. So he's certainly going to be in the mix. He will not be with the rookies this group. Um, But when it comes to full camp a week from now, he should be in the mix. And the four of those guys together with Anthony Hitchens are going to be quite the rotation. It becomes now, what can Nick get down in terms of these next four or five days? Just getting calls, being able to call it, even if it's only Willie Gay standing in the huddle with them, right? Um, there'll be some rookie DBs out there as well. Um, UDFAs along with Bo Keys, I'm sure will be there as well, um, as a second year player, but one that didn't get on the field. So, uh, I think that there's going to be plenty there and can he at least lay the groundwork, the, the hint of it as somebody that will become a leader as a Mike layer in his career. I think that's a great thing for him to try to do this, uh, you know, in this specific practice skill set, because you're absolutely right. He's not going to be a starter, at least the way that it looks right now, because Anthony Hitchens is going to be that guy. So the question is, is can Bolton step in and produce and know the defense well enough to where they know he can be in the right place at the right time if he gets a call to play? Yeah. There's a lot to it. Let's hope that everybody has availability this is this is the very start right now a week from now when when reps start to dwindle a little bit you're gonna see the vets get back and and these young guys won't have as many reps that's okay the question is will they be available when they're needed and that's going to be a question for the rest of the league as well the league handed down some very stiff rules that while i don't think are chief specific we do have to address them because it'll come into play with the competition factor of what the chiefs are going to be facing we're going to get into that after this so you're going to have to lay it out for me because I haven't seen the press release yet, but a lot of hubbub about what the NFL has said, how they're going to deal with any games that get missed. So if you are a team that has unvaccinated players and those unvaccinated players cause a breakout and cause you to miss a game, then they are not extending this season another week like they did last year. Uh, they're not going to try They're going to try to make it up maybe – but they're not going to push it into extenuating circumstances. You're going to you're going to basically forfeit the game, mm. and neither team's players are going to get paid for that game. That's tough. So, one guy who could cause an outbreak on a team, you might be the competitor. You might be the guys on the schedule that week. You do everything right, and you could lose a game check for it. Yeah. Well, and honestly, the bigger question, you know, the game check's an issue. And it's a question, but then you start looking into the other things that they're also doing. So the loss will count towards your playoff seeding, mm-hmm. but it's not going to count for draft status. So if you forfeit a game because of COVID, because you had unvaccinated players, then you are in a position where you're going to be using winning percentage based on 16 games, not based on 17 or however many games you end up playing. That's interesting, which puts you, I, I think, at, at a slight disadvantage even if you do win the same amount of games. Yeah. Or would that actually lower your win percentage? I can't, I'd can't. i have to do the math, but 
it's definitely, I don't want to deal with it. Like I hate ties for this same reason. Like I don't want to have to go off of somebody's not, you know, playing the same amount or in the same amount of games. It, it's, it's difficult to see that happen, especially if you are the competitor that, you know, did nothing to contribute to whatever this, this is, but clearly, well, but, but if you're the competitor and you're on the other team, you still get the win. So it doesn't affect you. And if you're on the winning team that, Gets the forfeit win. Oh, actually, in the pocketbook though, right? Because you're not in the game yet, right? I mean, whew, that's that's tough. I I can only imagine, and from what we've seen, players are not necessarily all going in the same direction. There's a lot of opinion out there. Clearly, for the NFL, they're trying to keep their schedule on track. They don't want to deal with any missed games, rescheduled games, any of this. So they're just going to say, if you can't play, you forfeit. So they're, the NFL, I think, is thinking NFL first, not person first, not player first, not employee first, however you want to put it. The NFL is a private endeavor, and they're trying to keep themselves on schedule. I just don't know how that's going to go over with the rank-and-file coaches and players. It's a great question. Uh, there are some players out there that are already having problems with it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins already came out and said that his NFL status is in question Oof. going forward. So... Uh, I will. I'm not going to say that I believe that he won't sit out, but I will say I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I'm not trying to question what he's saying, but I have a hard time believing he's going to put, he's going to allow ten million dollars to sit there or whatever is he's supposed to make this year. Um, but <clears throat> you know, it's his choice, and the question is, is you know, what are you going to do? And and honestly, the bigger, bigger thing that's being talked about right now is this isn't a mandate. To be clear, it's everything but a mandate. Right, <laughs> right. But it's not a mandate. But here's the thing, and here's the key on it, and here's what's really being discussed. If you have two players that are pretty much in the same position and the same level, and one's vaccinated and one's not, this makes the decision a no-brainer. Yeah, this is differentiator for making a roster. Yeah. So I mean, unless I, you're unless you're a superstar like DeAndre Hopkins, right? I mean, and I can understand a guy like Hopkins who's longer in his career, who can see the end of his career from here, and maybe whatever your your concern about the vaccine, you don't want to put something in your body. I don't think that should be legislated by your employer, but I, I think that it'll be more of a deal for guys that are farther along in their career rather than rookies, or or you know, two, three, second, whatever young players that want to be in this league for a longer time. You know what I mean? Whereas Hop foregoing what three seasons, four seasons? I mean, I think he's got a lot left in the tank, truthfully. Um, but if he doesn't play, a uh, Cardinals fans, welcome. This is Locked On Chiefs. We're glad you're here. Um, welcome aboard the bad wagon. Uh, but for the Cardinals, that's that's significant. That yeah. changes not only their offense but their entire team's outlook. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not sure which way I think it's going to go. Whether it's going to affect older players or younger players, and how that's going to play out, I. I think it could go both directions. I understand where you're coming from on the younger players, uh, but I could also say that I would think that maybe the younger players are going to be looking at it and going, you know, how's this going to affect us in five years? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to have a long career? I mean, there. Are, th that's the big thing about this vaccine, and that's the thing that people don't know, and that's why people feel uneasy, is you don't know the long-term effects. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to affect your body. It's absolutely right. And it's, it is that, 
concern about longevity and whether in my life too, right? For everyone versus the league trying everything they can do to get everything back to as quote unquote normal as they can for their business purposes. And we all know that the the NFL is about making dollars. That's what it comes down to, no matter every decision revolves around that. So I can't say I'm shocked, but I am a little bit, this caught me a little bit off guard. Well, I'm going to be interested to see what the NFLPA has to come out and say. Mm -hmm. I will as well. uh, This is going to be, and I guarantee you the NFL did it the way they did it because they're not mandating it. They can say they're not mandating it. And legally speaking, they're not mandating it. It's not a requirement, but it's just about, I mean, it's, it may as well be a requirement. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's a it's a sentence you didn't put the period on is all it is. Right. That's not that I ever do that, I swear. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you, know, you folks, put commas or 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 you know, put a D instead of a B on something. Hey, that happens all the time to me. Um, mm-hmm. and everyone everyone is just fine for it. It's gonna be all right. But for those of you that have friends and family out there in Cardinal Nation, you can bring them over. Welcome to the bandwagon, everybody. This is going to be fun. I'm excited to see what happens out uh, at camp right now as they start to report and get things squared away. We will have updates for you after the weekend. Sunday night, we'll have an episode for you and let you know what went on. Hope you guys are excited as we are. Get ready for training camp. It's coming at you fast. We'll be back with you then. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.